Hi, this is Kalia. And this is Chris. And this is It's, it's a, a Queer, queer thing. thing. On this show, we focus on politics, civil rights, news, and entertainment. And on this show, we have special guests and interviews focusing on issues relevant to the LGBTQ plus community. So let's get to it. Metcalf, and this is Chris Jarvis, and we are so happy to be here today. And we have a really great show. We're excited. We've got some guests in studio. We're going to be talking today all about Pride, Fresno Rainbow Pride. Woo-hoo. It's coming up. What is, what year is this? You guys, thirty three, thirty three. Great. Can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do? All right. So uh, my name is Brian Caldwell's. Uh, I'm currently the president of Fresno Rainbow Pride. I also took over for Jeffrey Robinson uh, last year after he did the previous 32 years. Um, so um, this is our 33rd year of uh, the Pride Parade and Festival, and um, I run the meetings and help organize the event. Okay. And I'm Tracy Cisneros. I'm the volunteer coordinator for Fresno Rainbow Pride. I'm also the resident mom of the crew. So <laughs> I'm gathering volunteers all year long and spreading some pride love. And on the day of, wrangling everybody for the actual parade, making sure things run smoothly and making sure volunteers are well uh, represented and where they need to be during the day. That's awesome. Now, obviously, the parade itself is going to be in the tower. Yep. That's where we have our parades here in Fresno. Yep. And then the festival is going to be over at Fresno City College again this year. So can you guys talk a little bit about the choices of location, 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 and what's going to be different this year from last year? Um, yes. Yeah, so um, the parade, pretty much the same thing. <clears throat> so um, it'll be starting at 10 o'clock in the morning in the Tower District. June, uh, June 3rd. <laughs> June right? 3rd, Saturday, June 3rd, 10 o'clock in the morning in the Tower. Um, we currently have 114 entries in the parade. We've actually stopped uh, any future entries because that's a, <laughs> that makes a long parade. Yes. And um, You can't la- get in, people. You waited too long. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now you can just come and watch. Now you can come watch. Kind we, of yeah. a, an amazing part of it, too. Exactly, exactly. And last year um, at the parade route, speaking of people watching, um, we had an estimate from the Fresno Police Department that there were 16,000 people at the parade on the parade route on the Olive wow. Avenue last wow. year. So um, that's our biggest number we've ever had them estimate. And... Um, Last year was also the first year that we did move the festival. We moved the festival to Fresno City College um, for the first time. Um, previously, the festival had been in the tower, and we kind of we outgrew that space. And then the space that we outgrew, we lost like half of it to an apartment complex that they built. So it was just a lot better at Fresno City, more spacious, and we're going to return to Fresno City yeah, College. Yeah, it was beautiful last year. Yeah, I, not only are we returning <clears> to City <throat> College, though, but we are literally taking over the entire campus, right, Brian? Like, it's right. not just a t- the one yeah. strip. It's the whole campus and to make life easier for folks that are visiting the parade and wanting to go to the festival. We are encouraging folks, park at City College. We're going to be running, the uh, EEOC is going to be providing the same shuttle buses as they did last year for transport between the festival site and the parade site. So feel free, park at City College, jump on the shuttle bus, go to the parade and jump back on and join us at the festival too. We're trying to make that as easy as possible. But we have definitely grown. It's definitely way bigger than we had ever imagined. Totally outgrown all spaces, really. And I also thought there's a change with ticketing this year. Um, there's there's an online ticket option this year. We had it last year. Oh, um, but la- but <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I'm so but, sorry. <laughs> I mean, 
Last year was our first year of doing this, so we were just kind of like experimenting with it. This year we're full on, okay. uh, full on going with it. I don't feel as bad now. No, you're you're good. Um, <laughs> I think I did it last year. I think it worked okay. Everything was, I mean, everything was fairly new to us last year because we had moved the venue, we added the online mm-hmm. ticketing. We still have. You can still pay at the door. It's five dollars. Uh, you can pay cash. This is the first year that we're going to also accept cards at the oh. door for the oh. for the entry. So <laughs> lots of people don't carry cash, so it's gonna yeah. it's gonna help so us out. How a lot. many people are you gonna have at the door to do that, Brian? We, we have a lot. Okay, we have a lot good. of people <laughs> at the door. And uh, this year we have um, five entry lanes. Um, in the past, last year we've only had one. Yeah, I remember <laughs> so that. So the line. line was very long. And it was. We're changing that. It's going to be a lot different this and year. And that's what's important. You guys <laughs> saw. I still say last year was the best pride I've been to in Fresno. But what happened was you saw there were a couple of things that didn't work, and you're changing them. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all a very much a learning experience last year, being the first year. Last year also we were just out of COVID. We didn't even have our final city and county approvals until like March and when they said, oh, you can have the event. And so then we were like full steam ahead for doing something that normally takes 12 months to plan from March to June, like getting it all situated. It was amazing last year and I'm super excited. How many booths are you going to have this year? So last year we had 131 booths that included the six um, food trucks that we had. Um, this year it's a lot more. We have 245 vendors. Oh my God. And we have 26 food trucks. Wow. So it's going to be a lot bigger. We're expecting more people. And um, last year, the festival, we had our all-time record crowd for the festival. Previously, 2019 was our largest crowd we ever had at the festival. And that year, we had 4,900 attendees. Last year, we had 10,600 people show up to Fresno City College. So, um, Wow. That's... That's great about the food booth, the food trucks, though, because last year, I have to say, I walked over there and I walked right away. Yeah, I didn't was, eat. I saw the line. I was like, oh, I'll eat later. So from four <laughs> to twenty-six, that's incredible. From four to twenty, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and last year also, because there were so many more. I mean, we were expect. I was hoping for six thousand. We were expecting maybe there would be fifty-five hundred, and then we doubled that. So um, the food vendors didn't also exactly know what to expect. <laughs> right, so right. a lot of them ran out of food bef- uh, in, within yeah. the first hour. Right. So this will help. This will improve. There'll be more food options, and there'll be shorter lines, and they'll have food. <laughs> yeah, was, go ahead. I was going to say, was there beer last year, and will there be beer this year? Yeah, there was, that is question. the important question. That is, is the important <laughs> I was saving it until just now. <laughs> um, yeah, that, uh, definitely. We, and we have a beer garden this year, and we've moved it. Last year, the beer garden was in the full sun. Um, and uh, we didn't think too much about that when we were planning it. So this year, it's going to be, it's in the shade. It's in a very tree-lined area with shade right in front of the theater cool. at Fresno City College. And we have a DJ that will be there uh, in the beer garden. Is that where the dancing will be as well? Uh, that's, yeah, you can dance and, um, and the DJ will be there and we have the beer garden. And also, in addition to this being the first year that we're accepting cards at the gate, this is the first year that you can also pay with a card in the beer garden. No, it's not <laughs> wow. cash only. So. The cards will be flying. I, I just, I have to say, I love the fact that you guys have evolved with the times and have seen what needs to be fixed and are fixing it. That that gives me so much hope because a lot of organizations kind of get entrenched in doing things. Well, this is the way we've always done it. And I love the fact that you guys are expanding. And I think that that welcomes the new generation, the younger generation, and helps some of us who are a little bit older. I only looked at you. I didn't point at you. No, no, no. <laughs> she was agreeing with the younger generation. Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> uh, 
um, I just think it's great. So that's that's really really yeah, wonderful. You, know, you mentioned supporting drag, right? right? Right. So we have some amazing drag performers coming that day, and we have some a homegrown drag performer who's returning to uh, make an appearance at Fresno Rainbow Pride uh, the festival this year. Deja Sky okay is coming back to entertain the folks Deja on that Sky, day too. Who was on RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah. 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 Hello. Yeah. So talk about supporting drag. Yeah. We're excited to have everybody there. We're going to have lots of drag performers, DJs. It's going to be the most fun. Okay. So let's talk about that a little, Tracy. Let's I wanna, talk about I want to ask you, obviously, there's backlash all across the country right now with oh, drag. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, some have even outright banned it. Mm-hmm. Um have people been mentioning that to you? Are they? I know we're in Fresno, we're in California, but in Morgan Hill recently there was some backlash with a, a drag uh, drag brunch. So are you hearing that people might be concerned, number one, about backlash against that because there will be kids there, and number two, protest in general? I mean, there's always that kind of hovering around, right? It's always the little, you know, dark cloud, but it's a faint dark cloud. I haven't heard any major scuttlebutt about, oh, they're going to have drag performers and, oh, this all ages thing. It is what it is, and it's been that way every year, and it's not going to stop. So they can kick and scream and cry and do all the things they want to do, but nothing's going to change. We are going to proceed as we always have. That day is a day of celebration. That day is a day to to do all the things that make all the beautiful colors of the rainbow exactly what they are. They are going to shine and sparkle and ain't nobody going to dim that, right. no matter what it is they come to say. You know, and I, I I honestly, and I do pay attention to those things, especially with, you know, a teenager of my own. I pay attention to what people are saying and I haven't heard a peep. Good. Now, Will there well, be security? Of course. Okay. There's always going to be security. Right, right. So Fresno PD has been super amazing. They worked with us last year at the parade. They're back again this year where there's going to be a presence, but it's not an overwhelming presence because we want to celebrate. Right, we don't right. want to feel that kind of like overwhelming presence about. And they're very aware and they're very supportive of the guys or the folks that they bring out that day. Um, to kind of watch over things are very aware of the kind of celebration that's happening and they're supportive. Um, That's important to me as I continue those discussions with Fresno PD. That's at the parade route. Fresno City College will also have security there for us at the festival site. So I feel very secure. I want everybody to feel very secure. I want everybody to come out and have a great time and not worry about that dark cloud because that dark cloud it's going to come no matter what and all you can do is shine and sparkle and make it disappear yeah you know and i will tell you that the community itself has mm-hmm. always self-policed that way. We're always watching out yeah. to see what's around to protect each other. So sure. we're always v- very vigilant about what's going on around us. Security has been top of mind for this year, just due to some of the incidents that have occurred around Fresno. Um, so we did hire additional private security for the event this year, and we've made a couple of changes. So we have private security in addition to the Fresno City College Police Department that is increasing the number of officers who will be in the area just because the event was so much bigger than we anticipated last right, year. Right. And it, 
as the dynamics of Fresno grow and change, our event is just going to continue to grow every year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, we did hire additional private security, um, and we made a couple of security changes that we do need to probably uh, let people know about. Yeah. Um, and one of them is that um, when you enter the festival this year, uh, we are going to be wanding people for, um, with uh, metal detective wands, like just like if you were to go into the Save Mart Center or the fair or any any event, and we're we're going to start following those procedures. All right, I'll leave my flask at home. That's, if that's what I have. To do. <laughs> Bring your card though, so you can yeah, use exactly. it at the beer garden. No, don't forget. <laughs> um, and um, the other the other big change we made this year is we're instituting the same bag policy that the NFL has, that the Save Mart Center has, that the Fresno Fair has. So if you've been to any of these events, you're used to this. But if you haven't, it might be something new to you. So only clear bags. And um, if you do have a bag that's not a clear bag, it just has to be very small, like a cell phone can fit in there. And um, we're just saying that any bag that you bring to the festival is subject to inspection by the security. But those are the only changes that we've made as far as security goes, just more of them and the the wanding and the bag policy. Yeah, perfectly reasonable. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you tell us about, we have one in the studio with us that we will be talking to shortly, but tell us about the Grand Marshals. Yeah, so the Grand Marshals is always a, a big discussion uh, in the group. Um, people bring uh, uh, suggestions, and then we talk about them. And this year, um, we are excited to have um, Assembly Person Esmeralda Soria uh, as one of our Grand Marshals. And um, she was previously on the Fresno City Council. Uh, she was elected to the California State Assembly last uh, la- in the last election and took office in January. When she was on the Fresno City Council, she was one of the biggest supporters of of us and our organization. Um, her and Jeffrey were instrumental in the initial flag raising ceremony at Fresno City Hall and getting that off the ground and going. So um, it's going to be awesome to have her uh, back. I mean, she, she hasn't gone anywhere, but she's gone to the, just gone to the right, State right, Assembly. Right. It's going to be awesome to have her back with us, uh, celebrating with us uh, on that day. And she's super excited and looking forward to it. And um, so that's going to be great. Um, and then um, we also have uh, Planned Parenthood is our uh, organization uh, okay. that, we were, that we're going to honor as Grand very Marshal. Very important this year. Mm-hmm. Very important this year. And um, Socorro uh, from Planned Parenthood here in Fresno okay. um, will be representing them uh, in the parade as Grand Marshal. And they're also very excited. They've also one of the most supportive organizations for us. Um, their former director is a, a committee member for Pride and helps us with the organization of the Parade and Festival. And they've always offered space if we need it, and they attend all of our events. And so that's an, another uh, you know awesome okay awesome Who else organization. Do we have? Um, and then um, for um, we have like community organization, and we have the Fools Collaborative, Haley okay. White and the Fools, and we're or, we're recognizing them this year. They were instrumental in the protests of the Tower Theater, and um, that Jeff was also heavily involved in and um, they also have been super supportive of us they've put on events for us that are fundraisers uh, and um, we, we just love everything they do and they're just a great organization cool. so okay. that's awesome and then we have Cade but we're going to and we're going to talk to Cade in just a minute yeah. <laughs> yeah. so before we go to Cade why don't you tell us how people find you to buy tickets, get involved, get you know, get involved if they want to volunteer what's, what's the story um, so if you want to um 
purchase tickets, you can go to our website, uh, um, website FresnoRainbowPride.com. It has a link that will take you to the Eventbrite is where you can purchase uh, tickets ahead of time. You can also look on any of our social media channels, um, which is um, Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. Um, uh, we have uh, all of those channels, and Do the you, links are all there. Do you have a knock-knock? Oh, knock-knock. A TikTok. 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 We don't have a TikTok channel, but uh, we have the others. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh, all the links are on there to purchase tickets ahead of time, and you can also get information about the event. And okay. you can volunteer there, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is Inside my... Yeah, I was going to say, Tracy, what's 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 Tracy wants to know about volunteers. Yeah. You're still looking for volunteers? We are still looking for okay. volunteers. That that door stays open up until the day of. So um, you can go to the website, FresnoRainbowPride.com, slash volunteer, or you can go to the website. It goes, if you just land at FresnoRainbowPride.com and you go to Pride 2023, follow that link, and there will be a link within there to volunteer. Okay. Fill out all your information in there. You can have an opportunity to tell me what it is you really want to do that day. If there's something you feel really strongly about, throw it in there, and I'll try to accommodate you. Cool. Okay. And, and then just, just just real quick, just circling back to the Grand Marshals, because I was looking at Cade, and uh-huh. I wasn't thinking Cade, but I was looking at Cade. Um, uh, our final Grand Marshal is uh, Annalisa Perea okay. uh, from the Fresno City Council, recently elected. Um, she actually filled the seat of Esmeralda Soria, who was also right. a Grand Marshal this year. Um, and Annalisa, um, I believe, is the first openly um, LGBTQ person on the Fresno City Council. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so she'll be in the parade. She's going to be riding on a, on a City of Fresno fire truck. Cool. So nice. Really cool. Yeah. All awesome. right. Well, well, while we let you guys transition over and get Cade set up, we just want to confirm again that it is June 3rd, and the parade starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. But, of course, you want to get there a little bit early so you can get a good spot. As you heard, there's going to be oh, thousands and thousands of people on that city street watching that parade. I personally can vouch for sitting at Irene's and having pancakes while but watching the parade. you'll actually be in the parade. I am going to be in the parade this year. And then the festival follows immediately after at Fresno City College, and you can find out more information on that website site as well. Okay, it looks like we've got Kate in the hot seat. So, Kate, say hi. Hello, everyone. Hi. So, Kate, you're one of the Grand Marshals. Tell us about yourself. Well, uh, I grew up here in Fresno. I am a non-binary person. I use they, them pronouns, and I work for GSA Network, so the Genders and Sexualities Alliance Network. Um, what else would you like to know? <laughs> what does it mean to you to be a Grand Marshal? I was not expecting this. Like, this, uh, being being a Grand Marshal, it's, it means the world to me, honestly. I have been a part of this community since I was, you know, real small, but... God, I, you're so young, Kate. I know. <laughs> I was um, 14 years old when I first started coming out. And you're 16 now, so. <laughs> I'm 23 now. Okay, all right. So, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so, um, it's just been wonderful to, like, be able to come out into this community and be so, like, supported. And, you know, I started here in the uh, LGBTQ uh, um Sorry, the LGBTQ um, Youth Alliance. Sorry, I don't know why I just blanked on their name. That's okay. Um, it's because you're getting it's, older. It's, you're yes, exactly. Yes, that, <laughs> 23 is where it all goes yeah, down. Yeah. You're done after this, yeah, so, so enjoy this while you get Yes, them. exactly. Um, but the, the Youth Alliance, that's where I started actually getting involved in the community. Um, you know, I... Which is a program run by Community Link. Yes, yeah, yeah. run by Community Link. And... 
it was just amazing to be able to get get started and um so i started helping out with the pride parade um i started helping out with real pride i just started getting involved in the community as much as i could because i just wanted to get jump in and do something with myself and do something with the community um so yeah that's where i really started and now you work for the gsa network yes and now i work for gsa network so i was actually um a youth in my gsa club wow yeah, and so then I became the president of my GSA club, um, and so I helped run that, and then I was on the um, GSA Network uh, Youth Council here in the Central Valley. Which school was this that you were in the I GSA? I was at Hoover High School. Hoover, okay. Yeah, I went to Hoover High School. Well, it's just been little stair steps up this ladder, and now you work for the GSA. That's correct, So yeah. what, what are your next, and Grand Marshal, I'm not going to say you've peaked at 23, but like, <laughs> what's next for you? <laughs> I am going to continue working for GSA network and you know hopefully developing out youth leadership here in the central valley um so then that way there can be more people like me who you know want to get involved in the community who want to um continue the work and continue fighting for our rights and continue to fight and hear our voices now, yeah, I, just so in case anyone doesn't know, Cade was also part of one of our community panels through the Quistry program. So you go to Quistry.org, you can check out a video that Cade is part of. Yes. Um, so do you have the car and the outfit picked out for this? I'm going to be walking. Oh, you're actually, walking. Yeah. You are young. Oh, my God, you're walking. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I actually made that decision. I was like, you know what? I don't have a car that's, like, super cool and, like, all, like, decked out and stuff. But, you know, I was like, you know what? I'll be walking, and I'm just going to be walking with a bunch of my friends. Aren't and you it's, adorable? It's going to be fun. I'm really excited. <laughs> so, Brian, um, could you tell us a little bit about the history of the Grand Marshals? Like, how? How does one become a Grand Marshal? What does it actually mean? Maybe for people who don't know, what does it mean to be the Grand Marshal? They're not cutting a ribbon. They're not all grouped together. Tell us a little bit about that. So the Grand Marshals um, that we select are people from our community who we feel have made some sort of a difference um, in helping the community or um, assisting the LGBT community in some way. And whether it's uh, through their business, through with their activism, um, or just you know, generally help, or a politician that mm-hmm. you know helps us out, and um, we select them uh, during through our meetings, sort of through the meetings that we have for the parade and the festival. We ask um, different organizations in the community to send us suggestions for grand marshals, and then we also bring our own, and then we discuss them all and uh, and and vote on them. So. Um, it, it's just interesting to me. You have um, someone who's young at the beginning of hopefully a long career helping people. You've got right. some politicians. It's a little like all over the map. I know that you've had drag queens in the past, right? And you've had yep. other community organizations. So it's, it's it's very cool to see the the diversity of your picks. Yeah, correct. And um, we we try to we try to pick throughout the the community. We try to have representation from kind of each of those groups. We kind of have try to have a younger person, have a politician, mm-hmm. have a uh, An analogy, a B, a T. Yeah, we, yeah, we try to we try to do our best to to, to make that work. Yeah, That's and awesome. um, we also have um, in the Grand Marshal theme, we have um, three people who are permanent Grand Marshals of the Fresno Rainbow Pride Parade. And that's Jeffrey Robinson, mm-hmm. um, Patty Colucci, and Susan Kuhn. And those three people were instrumental in getting the parade started. Obviously, Jeffrey was Obviously, you know, yeah. the, the face right. of his organization yeah. for 33 years. And um, 
and then Patty and um, and Susan were involved in the very beginning to get the parade going and kicked off and and do we have uh, this year do we have MCs who are our MCs this we do year? have MCs we um, last last year uh, every year previously we've generally had a three person MC booth at the grand at the um, grandstand last year um, we used uh, Lilani Price, the local you know drag queen, and um, Jeffrey Robertson. I mean, <laughs> Jeffrey Robertson. <laughs> Peter <laughs> Robertson. <laughs> I have Jeffrey on my mind, yes. and it's a very similar last name. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peter Robertson um, from Fresno State, and they will be back this year. But we are going back to a three-person booth this year, and then um, we've added Robin McGahey as oh, okay. uh, our third right. commentator at the uh, at the parade route. So it's going to be it's going to be awesome. She's super excited about cool. coming. So, Kate, I have to ask, now that you're an official Grand Marshal, it's very exciting. Was there, like, a secret initiation meeting that you want to tell us about? Is there a secret handshake, (laughs) code words? Did they give you a fruit basket? Like, how did they even let you know that That this had happened? That would be so cool. I would love a fruit basket. (laughs) Get this this person a fruit basket. (laughs) I would love some grapes right now. How did they let you know, Kate? So, I was actually messaged by a banana, like, as known by the community. Uh Uh, So, uh, Rachel and um, now not Wilson. Her name is Sanchez now. Like, that's so yeah, weird. She yeah, she just got married. She just yeah. got married. <laughs> so that's really exciting. But and, sorry, anyway, I get off topic. <laughs> but um, they let me know that, you know, they that they selected me at least as um, a nominee. And I was really excited. And I was like, yes, I would love to. You know, uh, I was just honestly, like, I was like gobstop like I didn't I had no idea that I was going to be asked to do this and well I'll, we'll see how you feel when you're halfway up Olive Avenue and yeah, exactly. I know I'll be all sweating I'll be like okay I'm done Thank you, you have like a parasol or some kind well, of hat oh that would be very cute if I get, did get one you get like people to march one. with you to fan you that's you're oh, a grand marshal oh, you need yes. subjects they could yes. carry one of those pop up things so you could be in the shade little oh litter. my gosh yeah, yeah that would be so cool yeah. alright this has been a great conversation so Fresno Rainbow Pride Saturday, June 3rd, Parade at 10, Festival immediately following after. And uh, we're going to go to a little music break now, and we'll be right back. All right. So that was Dolly Parton's new, brand new song off her upcoming Rockstar album, and it's called World on Fire. Um, so we just had an epiphany moment here. Well, I had it a couple weeks or a week well, ago, whenever it came out. He goes, "Have you heard this song?" I was like, "Well, no, I'm a bad queer. I don't know. Like, it's been on kind of low level in the background. I'm pretty sure they played it at my gym, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, the bops. But I haven't really paid that much attention because I've been busy." Well, I listened to it the minute I saw you post it because I didn't know it was out. Um, I know her album's coming out later this year, and I just right up front, I adore Dolly Parton. I absolutely. You mean Saint Dolly? Saint yes. Dolly, yes. Um, but then, whenever a, wor- a song is political, I always go to the lyrics. I look at them and read them before I get into the song or after I hear the song. So this song, um, she says in in the song, "Whatever happened to in God we trust," which just ticks me off no end and then later on she talks about uh and i'm probably getting the names wrong but billy's got a gun jimmy's got a knife and susie's got a sign a protest sign which in my mind you're comparing protest signs to guns and violence um i don't think dolly meant it that way i'm i'm sure she probably didn't and the god we trust you know dolly's religious and i just don't like mixing uh protest with 
guns, and I don't like saying that it, this country is going to get better if we just all talk more about God, because that is just not the truth, as we have seen. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right. It's a little disquieting, and now I'm going to go look it up, but my Google is failing me at this exact moment, so won't won't do it live yeah, on well, the air. Yeah, but, but do it but yeah. and tell me how you feel, because I could be taking it the wrong way, but I don't think I am. Interesting, interesting. Okay, well, I mean, this is a little early for the plug, but as you may or may not know, lovely listeners, we do two episodes a month. We do this one that is recorded live at the KFCF studios on the third Friday of the month, and then we release a podcast episode where we do deeper dives and longer interview formats, and that is always on the first Friday of the month. In June, we have some other exciting things, and we'll tell you about that, but I promise by our first, our next episode, our next podcast episode, I will have listened to the song, and you know me. I'm going to have an opinion about oh, it. Oh, I know. That's one why I'm telling other. you about so, it. Yeah. There we go. Um, okay, but let's move on to what we were going to talk about next, and <laughs> it's it's kickball, because of course it is. <laughs> she gets giddy when she talks I know, about kickball. It's so much fun. Okay, so you may or may not remember, we got to interview Lara a couple weeks ago about the Out Loud Sports and the kickball league that's going on, and it has officially started, and I know you're all tired of hearing me talk about kickball, but I have something new to tell you all, and that is that the wonderful Chris and the wonderful James, who is the wonderful Chris's husband, will be doing color commentary at the kickball game starting Tomorrow, <laughs> I got to buy a speaker. And when anytime I get to buy electronics, I'm excited. So I <laughs> bought a little karaoke, you know, uh, wireless speaker. Um, and you know, we tried it because we I sent yeah. you a message the other day when James is starting it. You know, James did a uh, he loves doing this stuff, and he did commentary at a Sacramento rodeo many years ago that was you know at the rodeo live, and it was really exciting. And he's really good at it. Um, so we're looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to hearing you. I'm also I'm very curious. Just say it. You're I'm scared. a little scared of what you're going to say, but I'm, I'm curious if you have boned up on your kickball knowledge or if you're just going to freaking wing it. I have done exactly <laughs> the opposite. I want to come in as ingenue as I can. <laughs> with your virgin eyes. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not a sports person. I'll, I'll lay it out there. I watch football with my husband when college football yeah, plays. Yeah, but that's but only because the out-of-context quotes of football are are very exciting. That is exciting. I always, I usually post on Facebook uh, the lines that the, narr- the narrators. The narrator. <laughs> You're so gay. The, what I am. What, the Such announcers. Nerd who over are here. they? I don't know. The announcers. Yeah, the yes. announcers. They, they, they do a lot of comments like that. Man really got in the hole. So I'll say yeah. stuff like that. Um, and I love watching rugby, not for the uh, announcers, but just for the men. Because, I see. yeah, it's the sexiest sport on the planet. If you say um, so. <laughs> it is. You watch it sometime, you'll know. Well, kickball is not rugby, but it is a lot of fun. There are four teams that are playing in a league, and because it's hot, we start the games at 10.30 in the morning at Orchid Park, which is over, uh, what is that, Herndon and Marks, basically, area. And so it's, it's a nice little park. There's not a lot of shade. There's no bleachers. But if you bring a little camp chair, if you bring a little umbrella, um, if you get there early, then you can steal the shade that's there. And you should just definitely come out and watch and, and listen. there are some bleachers, because I sat in bleachers last no, time. No, that was at Stallion Park. We switched park locations. Oh, it's New Park. Okay. I'm glad we're doing this segment right now, Chris. Well, yeah, because I'm <laughs> learning. the wrong place. I would have. It would have been announcing to the birds or something. <laughs> be like, there's nobody here. This game is boring. Okay. Yeah. No, 1030 in the morning, and we will go um, through the middle of July. So if you can't make it this weekend, then come on out. There's two games a weekend, and it's, it's a 
lot of fun. And it's a lot of fun. It is indeed. I had to ask what kickball was because, <laughs> and everybody's like, you don't know what kickball is? And I'm like, well, I'm sure I played it in elementary school, but that was when dinosaurs ruled the earth, so I don't really remember, but it's fun. Anyway. Yes. And you don't really have to know anything about it. You just watch the people play, and then the crowd cheers, and you can just cheer along with them. There you go. For sure. Okay, what's next? So, uh, we talked about pride. Let's talk about an upcoming, couple of upcoming flag uh, raisings. So, yeah. if you don't know, I think it's been two years now that they have raised the rainbow flag at City Hall. Uh, at least. Two years ago was the first one, and then last year they did it again. Um, and they're doing it again this year. Um, and they're, they're also raising a flag in the Tower District. So, um, so, we have the dates. In the Tower District, it'll be on June 1st at 6 p.m., right next to the Tower Theater. And the other flag raising will be at City Hall on June 9th and probably in the middle of the day. It's a Friday. Around 11 o'clock, yeah. I would guess. We don't have a definite time. Now, but. see, what will happen at City Hall is on June 8th is when they will do their official proclamation reading of saying that June is Pride Month, yada, 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 and they'll pass the thing that says that they can raise the flag. And then the next day, in the middle of the day, they will raise the flag. So... It's cool. It's yeah, nice. Yeah, and I don't know that I'm going to be able to be at the City Hall one, but Kaylee and I will be at the uh, Tower Theater. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's 6 o'clock on the 1st, so Absolutely. that's going to be fun. And, and if you want to come on out and see that and meet us in person, um, Chris <laughs> will be signing autographs. I, on the other hand, refuse to deal with the public. So I'll be no, singing on my little karaoke speaker, <laughs> God help you all. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So for let's sure. talk about the Pride Night at the Zoo, which some of you may have seen. And this is a little controversial in some ways. Um, it is. It was scheduled for the 11th, I believe, and it was canceled and pushed to the 29th. And this is because of the new exhibit at the zoo, the... Um the Asia exhibit. I'm probably getting that wrong, the actual name of that wrong. Um, but they're very busy with that. So they pushed the Pride Night to June 29th. And Kalia will tell me if I've got that nope, right. that is correct. Okay. And then... Then it got canceled again on their Facebook page. It says that the June 29th one is canceled, but I guess it's not canceled, but there's going to be a new event page that's going to have all the correct details. So if you RSVP'd to the June 29th event, or rather, if you RSVP'd to the June 11th and then it switched the 29th and then you saw that it was canceled, have no fear. At some point, they will put up a new event page because it is as of right now, still planning on happening. And, and uh, uh, we reached out to them to talk to them about this event um, because last year, if you'll remember, it was a family-friendly drag event. Mm -hmm. um, lots and lots of controversy about that. And this was at the beginning of what's going on now in the country with drag queens being around children. Um, I was at the event last year, and it was great. It was very family-friendly. They were singing songs from Frozen, Whitney Houston songs. The kids loved it. We had a great turnout. But um, I have heard that they got some backlash mm -hmm. uh, from that. There were some donors that kind of pulled out of the zoo and other people that complained. Um, so now I am not saying that... You have to have drag queens at a pride event, at, a, at a, a gay event. You don't. You know, there's more people in the community than just drag queens. So just not having drag queens is fine. But the question is, are we not having drag queens? Because the controversy has just amped up over the last year. Right. And I have space for not every event needs drag queens. But I also uh, can tell you that these optics kind of suck. It looks bad. It looks like it's not being supportive. And it looks like they're doing what the Dodgers just did, which is a whole other thing. We'll talk about that in a minute. Right. Um, and, and so that is, that is disappointing. Not only moving it, but then moving it and then cancel. I, it's, just, it's just kind of a mess. And two to seven, 
2 to 7 p.m. 2 to 7 p.m. On a weeknight. Yeah, that's... that's It's tough. That's tough. Kids are in school. Which they probably can't do it on a weekend. Maybe that's, you know, justifiable. I don't know. Um, Grumble. This is the rare time, (laughs) listeners, where I'm going to be the... And Chris is over there being more optimistic. But it will, my, this, it'll never happen it'll again. It'll never happen so again. pay attention closely. <laughs> um, but we did reach out. We wanted to interview them uh, for the show about this uh, to kind of talk about these issues. And uh, uh, Terry Skoda got back to us today. Um, just a little bit about what he mentioned to us. Um, they are committed and focused on opening their new major expansion exhibit, exhibition, Kingdoms of Asia, um, and are not prepared to launch, promote, or have interviews at this time. So... Um, we don't know uh, uh, any more than we're telling you because we want to talk to them and get their take on it, and we certainly want to hear their viewpoint. Um, but um, but I, it's dumb to not promote something that's only a month away. Like, I, mm, yeah, mm. yeah. We did get a flyer from them a couple of days ago that we have pushed, pushed, pushed <laughs> posted <laughs> on, on our Facebook page. So it's there. There's not much information on it, but it's there. And I don't, it's going to be open to the public this time. Last time it was invite only. You had to ask to come to this event. Um, From what I understand, this one's open to the public. So it's just with zoo admission. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyways, this is a developing story and I'm sure we will have more to talk about as the, as the story develops. Yeah. We need a little ticker tape thing. There you go. For sure. For sure. We'll talk about what we're doing in the month of June for uh, It's a Queer Thing, which is a lot of episodes. Um, And we will be talking to the people who run the Fresno Breakfast House, where they do one of the drag brunches, and also talking to the people who run Vibes. Uh, They do another um, drag brunch there as well. You know, and you guys have probably heard, too, that, um, of course, there's a controversy around drag brunches all across the country, even here in California now in Morgan Hill. There was a recent little controversy. Um, and you, we, we interviewed uh, Bobby Joe Mendez recently about an event called Pride Night. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Pride Night. It's it's basically Dodgers. Yeah, Pride Night. Dodgers and the Giants playing. We are usually more prepared than us. <laughs> <laughs> Dodgers and the Giants playing in L.A. in and, Dodger Stadium. And, yeah. yeah, and the whole thing is that you get on a bus and you get to go down and you get to watch it, and that's really really cool. And it's it's basically in conjunction with L.A. Pride. Okay, great, very friendly audience and very friendly group, and unfortunately. They <laughs> they decided the Dodgers did. Well, they just, first they decided to invite who to this event. Well, You're I, talking about the the Sisters, Sisters of, per- of Perpetual, Perpetual Indulgence. Indulgence, which is a um, not for profit organization that does a lot of good work in the community. It was started in San Francisco, but they have an LA chapter, and they have done other events with LA Pride in the past. Yeah, and they donate lots of money to to uh, needy causes. Exactly. Well, of course, then Marcus Rubio, uh, not from California, and a Catholic organization got mad because one of the things that the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Indulgence do is that they wear nun habits during some of their performances. So these two jokers complained to the Dodgers, and the Dodgers decided to bow to that kind of pressure, and they uninvited the the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which, of course, caused a little bit of controversy. And in their official statement, they just said, given the strong feelings of people who have been offended by the Sisters' inclusion in our evening and an effort not to distract from the great benefits that we have seen over the years of Pride Night, we're deciding to remove them from this year's group of honorees. They'd already given them an award and invited them. So it's kind of tacky. Again, the optics aren't bad. And to follow up on this... L.A. Pride 
has removed themselves from Pride Night at the baseball field. Mm. And the Southern California ACLU is also not participating. So there's this is also an ongoing story that might change in the next couple of weeks because now we're getting pressure from the other side. Yeah. People are saying that this isn't right. You can't just bow to this. Out of out of town people who misunderstand what's going on and and, and get there's this is happening across the country tampa bay pride just canceled their pride completely canceled it because they were worried about since it's a, an outdoor event and uh they were worried about drag queens being in the vicinity of children next to businesses who could lose their license so it's come to this people it's come to businesses losing liquor license losing business license because they violate these quote-unquote policies that are coming into play there was a, a bar a lesbian bar in houston called um pearl pearl, pearl. Yes, and they were denied insurance because they host drag shows so you know Again, we think Florida and Texas, it's just these places. It is coming across the country, and it's coming to us. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like to, to talk about that poem about, you know, when they came for my neighbor who was this, I didn't do anything. And when they came for my neighbor who was this, I didn't do it. And then they came for me, there was nobody left. Right. And a lot of people read that poem, and they're like, oh, that means you got to get active, activated politically sooner. Which is true. But what I think it really is, is that you have to look out for the parts of your community that are disenfranchised, that right. don't have power to begin with. And you can't wait until someone comes for them. Because if those people were already protected, if they weren't, quote unquote, easy targets, then they wouldn't be as at risk. And right. the way to keep people from being easy targets is to make it very clear that they are part of the bulwark of the rest of the community. Yeah, and it means supporting Americans, period, not just people you agree with. Anyone that is having their rights disenfranchised or restricted, we need those of us who may not even associate with this group need to mm -hmm. stand up and support them. Yeah, so that basically was my You Suck, which was the Dodgers. <laughs> oh, that was your You Suck, okay. That was my You Suck. Do you have a You Suck? Because I have a couple of, of You Rock moments to share. I do. Do you want to go or you want me to go? Either way. Uh, well, let me tell you a, a good You Rock moment. Okay. Um, you probably have heard of Zoe Zephyr, who is Montana's first transgender legislature. Yay! Yay. She made headlines recently after being censured. Um, you know, on the floor. Anyways, she got engaged to her girlfriend, who is a trans activist and a writer. Her girlfriend, or her fiance's name, is Erin Reed. They were at a queer prom event, and they got engaged. Oh, and it's I didn't see that. Cool. Super adorable. So, yay. We asked, I actually reached out to uh, Zoe to be on the show, but I haven't heard back yet. But she's that, a little busy. She's a little <laughs> busy. She's got a lot going on. Okay, so I have a combination, you suck, you rock, in one piece. This is um, uh, Florida, again. <laughs> Florida. Um, Lindsay Dershey, um, she's a member of the PTA. She's a ground, she has, is part of a groundbreaking lawsuit filed on Wednesday against the Escambia County School District and Escambia County School Board for their sweeping school library censorship. This is in the, an article in the New York Times today. Um, the plaintiffs include uh, the free expression organization PEN, P-E-N America, Penguin Random House, and a group of authors of children's and young books. The suit seeks to have Escambia's book restrictions declared unconstitutional for targeting specific viewpoints and for infringing on the rights of students to receive information. So my you rock is Lindsay. Um, you suck is the woman who's kind of behind this. Um, much of this restriction came from one person, a high school English teacher, imagine that, named Vicki Baggett. Um, last May, she went after the perks of being a wallflower. What? Uh, yeah, for extreme sexual content descriptions. And she has gone after 116 books that she wants removed from school libraries, including Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut, 
The House of Spirits by Isabella Allende, and Draw Me a Star by Eric Carl, author of The Very Hungry uh, Caterpillar. Yeah, Car- Carlisle. Um, you know, I have to say, if you read Perks of Being a Wallflower and you were like overcome with the sexual graphicness of that, <laughs> exactly. and you have obviously not Missed read anything. Point. Well, you haven't read anything with sex in it, right. that, first of all, because... Because no, but well, yes. and it turns out Baggett, who's the one behind this, um, uh, she has uh, moved forward and failed. She's going back and forth. She is a, a member of the neo Confederate group, Daughters of the Confederacy. Of so one sh- shocker there. So also in Florida, the uh, this is this is also a good thing. The Southern Progress Political Action Committee is putting up billboards all over Florida that say "gay." <laughs> just say gay? They say gay. They say, oh, just they say, say gay. Just say gay. Um, there's, uh, they're already up in Orlando, Tallahassee, Miami, and Jacksonville. So, you know, we got to fight with what we have, All right. basically. So, um, we're going to end here by reminding you to listen to our podcast. And just so you know, in June, we have several episodes coming up. We're interviewing Peter Robertson, Kathy Amendola of Cruising the Castro, Ada Vox, who's a drag queen that's uh, about to be on America's Got Talent and was on American Idol. Story Van Ness and Harry Scary, who are from Knoxville, Tennessee, about, you know, the experiences going on there. Those will be the episodes released in June. Plus, much, much more. Much, much more. We'll have seven or eight episodes in June, so stay tuned to our Facebook and Instagram and but email. don't get used to it. We'll get back to two episodes back in July. But yes, you can reach out to us at <laughs> it's a queer thing at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. No, don't find us on Twitter. We're not on Twitter. But find us on Facebook and find us on Instagram. All right. And did you have a quote? Because I didn't prepare a quote. Oh, well, I, was, I could take the easy way out and say, gay. That's my quote. But okay. actually, I'm going to say, the next time someone asks you why LGBT pride marches exist or why gay pride marches in June, tell them, quote, a bisexual woman named Brenda Howard thought that's how it should be. You know who said that? Brenda Howard. (laughs) (laughs) You have a Brenda Howard quote about Brenda Howard? I sure do. (laughs) She's an amazing bisexual woman who has been instrumental in getting pride to happen. We love her. All right. Well, you guys stay tuned for more shows uh, coming up, and we're out. We're out.